going to say a few things to finish up the day. Thank you guys for coming and being so attentive and wholehearted in your practice. Everybody can hear okay? story about my first job. I used to tell this story a lot. I haven't told it in a while. Some people have heard it, though, I know. Uh, so it's my first, like, real job, you know. I was getting paid the minimum wage, of course. At that time, I think it was $1.80. And, and they took out for union fees, too. So I think I got, like, $1.60 or something. I was working at the Times Square store in West Babylon on Long Island. I think Times Square went out of business like 30 years ago or something. You know, I was working in the toy department, which is kind of the irony. Uh, so, you know, I went in. I think it was, you know, weekday, Wednesday, let's say, and I met the manager. You know, and you know, I had just gotten a job, and you know, all right, just to say hello, and tomorrow I'm going to start next morning. You know, uh, so the next morning. You know, I mean, I had had other jobs, you know, cutting lawns and refereeing sports and stuff like that. But this was my first real job. So the next morning, I, you know, I mean, it was like, this is it. You know, I'm 18 years old. This is, I'm out into the working world. And, uh, you know, I got to the store, had my smock on, and I walked into the toy department. And the manager, this guy Nick, was standing there, you know, and I said, oh, there's Nick. I'm going to go, you know, ready to start my day. I walked over. And he, he looked at me and he spat right on the floor and he said, start of another shit day. You know? And that kind of, you know, that kind of summed up the way things were or the way that my attitude was about things uh, in life, you know. And of course, as my adult life went on, that attitude became more and more uh, firmly entrenched. Uh, you know, that was my, the way that I looked at the world. You know, I looked at the world through a very negative lens, you know, and I'd get up in the morning and it was just that, you know, just what Nick said and everybody else seemed to be saying and probably what my dad had said, start of another shit day. And that's the way I kind of lived. And of course, there's a lot of suffering in that, you know, uh, when we look at life through that lens and of course, just those ideas and thoughts are that narrative is, is really an expression of suffering. So, uh, you know, finally, I realized that, you know, this wasn't the way that I thought life was going to be when I was younger. Uh, I thought life was going to be joyful, and I thought life was going to be great. And I'm really suffering, and I'm really uh, in a bad place. And I, by then, I was in my mid-30s. And, you know, I said, I got to do something. You know, this, I can't go on like this, living life like this, because it had just gotten more and more that way. Uh, so, you know, at that point, I found uh, the Dharma. You know, I found, uh, I had practiced meditation when I was in college, as I said before, and a little bit over the years after that, but uh, I was 35 years old and I started this practice. And 
you know, things started to change, uh, things got better. Uh, I practiced and I practiced because I had a lot of suffering and, you know, I went on for a while in this practice. I had more tranquility in my life, but my attitude was pretty much the same. You know, my attitude didn't really change so much. My attitude was still, ah, start of another shit day. This life really sucks, you know. Uh, and, you know, that was my attitude in meditation. You know, my attitude about meditation was the same way, you know. Uh, I hated it. I didn't like it. Uh, I looked at it with dread. Uh, I've got to meditate. You know, I'd go on retreats, and it was like I'd walk into the Dharma hall, and it was like, this is going to be awful. You know, I mean, people say, why did you stay with it? I mean, I just had so much suffering in my life that, uh, you know, and I, I had made some progress over the peri over a period of time, but you know, that same way that I felt about the meditation was the way I had felt about my life uh, for most of my adult life, and was the way I still felt for the most part about life. You know, that was still my attitude. Uh, and then I learned to do what we're doing today. I learned to change my way of thinking because I wasn't taught that at first. You know, things didn't really change and my attitude didn't really change until I really did something about it, until I learned these skills. You know, the skills of, as I just said before, skillful thinking. You know, the Buddha said, all that we are begins with our thoughts. I meditated, but I didn't change my way of thinking. I didn't change my way of thinking, so I just meditated the way that I did everything else, with dread, with uh, glum anticipation of the, the horrors of the pain in the body and the pain in the mind, uh, and that's the way I lived my life uh, until I learned to think in a skillful way, you know, uh, to develop skillful intention, to live my life with love and with compassion, to take actions informed by that intention, to cultivate those intentions, and to cultivate thoughts of appreciation for life, which is, of course, what we focused on today. And things changed. You know, things changed. Uh, we take, we learn to change our thinking we learn to change our thinking and our intention, the way that we think about the world, and that informs our actions. So once I started to do that, you know, meditation is an action. So my meditation started to change. My meditation was informed by love and compassion instead of aversion. But that only happened because I actively and consciously sought to change my intention. And, you know, and of course, during the meditation, sometimes it's like, when is it going to be over? So let me meditate with love and compassion. Let me meditate with an understanding that I'm developing my good qualities and understanding the blessing of the Dharma. So I learned to practice joyfully, you know, and as I learned to practice joyfully, then I learned to bring those same qualities into my life. But, you know, the way that we are is going to begin with our thinking. So, you know, you can be here right now in this moment and like, when is it going to be over? I thought it was going to end at 4.30. No, maybe it's, why are we here? Why do I have to listen to this? Or you can have thoughts about the blessing that it is to be here, right, in this moment. And that's what's going to determine your happiness. See, I didn't know that. I thought just the meditation 
was going to determine my happiness. But I have to learn to change my karma. You know, I have to learn to change my karma. That doesn't happen only through meditation. It doesn't happen at all through meditation. You can, you can, your meditation can just be an expression of your past karma. My meditation was an expression of my past karma. It was negative. I hated it. And I judged my, the way that I practiced as being terrible and awful and me being a terrible and awful person. I mean, pretty much that's how it was until I learned to change my way of thinking and to change my karma and just change my action. Because you change your karma through the actions that you take. You change your life, essentially. This is the teaching of the Buddha, not through meditation. Meditation enables you to slow down enough so that you can see that when you're meditating, you know, this is in the meditation, you're hating it, you know, and, you know, why do I have to do this? And that you can see that and say, oh, look what I'm doing. Let me change the way that I'm thinking. You know, meditation gives you enough center and enough calmness that when you're out there in the world, you can change the way that you're thinking. You know, instead of judging yourself all the time, you can reflect on your good qualities. Instead of looking at other people and seeing uh, negative things, you can begin to start to recognize the blessing in the beings that support you and care for you in life. But the meditation just puts you in a position so that you can do that. But it doesn't change your karma. You'll continue to meditate and continue to live until you learn to change your thinking and thusly your actions. All that we are begins with our thoughts. So what we're doing here today is like very, very important. It's very, very important. So if we don't learn these skills, if we don't learn how to change our thinking and our intention, we'll continue to live in a way in which we've always lived. We'll continue to follow through on our past's karma. We'll continue to follow through uh, and live our lives uh, based on the way that we've always thought. You know? You're just going to keep living the same way, and that's why that happens. You know, and you, you, you see this all the time, and if you've been around, you see people like, they meditate for like 20 years, and they're still you know, they're still not such nice people, right? You know, because they haven't learned these skills. It's not their fault. They just weren't really taught or they didn't want to learn those skills. I mean, that's kind of how I was. I mean, for me, it was like 10 years or so, you know, and then I realized, I mean, I, I give myself some credit. I realized, man, you know, you hate the meditation. You still hate life. You got to do something about it. And I got to find some teachers who can teach me how to be happy, you know? I mean, when I started doing this, everything changed. Everything changed. First, I learned these skills in meditation, and then I started to be able to bring them into my life. I started to notice. I'd get up in the morning, and I'd go into the bathroom, and I'd turn the shower on. And usually, it was some point between the time I crossed the threshold into the bathroom and turned the shower on that the thought arose in my mind, start of another shit day, you know? It just, that's my karma, it arose in my mind every time I walked, but it was good because I was like, I was centered enough and I knew when it happened, you know? So I kind of got smart. So I would notice, I'd see that thought arise, and I, and it, but if it's going to arise, if that's not my responsibility that it arose, my responsibility is what I do with it. I can see it. I can put it to the side. And before I step into the shower, I would cultivate the thought, what a blessing it is to be alive. What a blessing it is to have these 24 hours to live. 
That's what this practice is all about. That's what the Dharma is all about. So what we learn to do is we see our past karma when it's arising, all of our thoughts that are just the opposite of thoughts of appreciation and thoughts of that are informed by a recognition of our blessings. We see that and you know, we get a little bit of space from them and we see the pain in them and we change our thinking and we change our karma and we change our, you know, we change our actions and we change our karma. And for most of us, our vision of life and the way that we think is very narrow. You know, it's very narrow. It's informed by our past karma. It's informed by the way that we've thought. You know, it's just like these ruts in the mind that are very narrow. Very narrow. There's no reason why you can't change that. You can think anything you want to think. You know, you don't have to think those thoughts that you've thought all your life about life, about others, about yourself. You can change your thinking. Now the thinking that's the certain thoughts that are going to bring you happiness. The heart knows what those thoughts are. And when you have those thoughts and you take actions that are informed by those thoughts, you know, it'll resonate and you'll know true happiness. You know, and the way that you live your life. I mean, if you have change your thoughts to really negative thoughts, just new negative thoughts, it's not going to bring you happiness. But we have skills that we can improve that we can apply because we know what the kinds of thoughts that are going to serve us. You know? These thoughts of the recognition of our goodness and the goodness in the world, thoughts of compassion, maybe that'll be one of the next day-longs I do, thoughts of loving-kindness, as I said before. So the vision is very narrow, you know, I mean, my vision was very narrow. You know, all I could see was the negativity in life. All I could see was the things about myself that weren't so good and the things about others that I perceived as being negative, you know. But when we really learn to look, you know, and again, that's what meditation can help us to do is to step back and look, you know, and we, we see the goodness in life. You know, it's not just that we, not just that we uh, acknowledge the goodness in life or think thoughts that, acknowledge the goodness in life it's you know we have those thoughts and we recognize the goodness in life you know we recognize the goodness in life you know we have those thoughts this is a blessing to be alive it is a blessing to have these 24 hours and we take a step back and we see that that's true and we can see the truth and the way things are I mean the truth is already in your heart you know, that fabrication that we're learning to do is just enabling us to connect to the truth in our heart. And we can see the goodness in the world, and we can act from that place. So we recognize the goodness in life. We recognize the blessing that it is to be alive. We know this in the heart. The truth goes straight to the heart. And we begin to perceive and know that quality of brightness in the heart that we've been talking about. You know, this, it's kind of a hard thing to talk about, you know, the goodness in life, you know, because it's so profound, and it's something that you can't really describe, right? You know, the goodness in life is something that you can't really describe. It's, it's not intellectual. It transcends intellectual knowledge. The only place you can really understand the goodness in life is by looking and seeing and knowing the truth in your heart. So, you know, it's really hard to give a Dharma talk and describe the goodness in life. You know, music, art, poetry, I mean, they kind of 
get about as close as we can get in terms of being able to somehow uh, express or point our awareness towards the, what's good and the goodness in life. So what that really means is you know you have to see the goodness in life and you have to open your vision and reflect on it and reflect on it. It's not enough to hear a talk. It's not enough to come to this to hear this talk. I mean we've been practicing. You have to practice. It's not enough just to come to hear the talk. You know, life is good. You know? I mean that'll bring some brightness to your mind to be part of the class and be with everybody, you know, but you have to, you know, be out there in the world and and to recognize the goodness in life. You know, you're not going to understand that truth because I talk about it. I'm just telling you what you need to look at or suggesting what you should look at and see and reflect on. So essentially what I'm saying is practice these skills. Practice these skills. I was on my way over here this morning about 9 o'clock and stopped off uh, at a coffee shop to get a little something to eat and a coffee. And you know, I was sitting there and I just started to drink my coffee and I was like, oh, I can't believe I got to teach this day long today. It's going to be so hard. Oh, it's going to be, you know, that's the kind of thoughts the Buddha used to have actually. It's going to be so hard. Oh, it's going to be such a long day. I've got so much to have to, you know, and I saw that, you know, that's like start of another shit day, you know, just like a, a little varia variation on a theme, you know, so I, but you know, I mean, I was in a good spot, right? Because I was going to come here, and so I kind of recognized those thoughts, and I just, oh, there's those thoughts, there's those thoughts in the mind. What a blessing it is to be able to do this today. What a blessing it is to be able to go and teach the Dharma. You know, and my heart just, I mean, it just shone, you know? I mean, it just, it just completely opened in that moment. It was really powerful, you know? But that's what we learn to do. So, you know, what I say is, you know, start now. You know, you have to start now. It's not like, well, you know, maybe next week I'll start to notice the goodness in life. You know? You know? Because that's kind of how we are, right? You know? It's a really good teaching. But, you know, I've got a lot to do this week. You know, maybe next week I'll kind of, you know, it's like you got, there's only one time you can start. It's like in that moment, you know, in this moment, on your way home, on the train, right now. Recognize the blessing that it is to be here to be with each other, to hear the Dharma, to be alive. So, you know, we have to take, you know, and I'd be kind of kidding around like we're so busy, but, you know, you do have to, you know, the meditation enables you to slow down enough and maybe to pause every once in a while, maybe to pause every once in a while, uh, maybe to even stop and look and look and look. You know, it was like, this is where I really date myself. You know, like when I was in first grade, you know, was, we had the Dick and Jane readers, you know, and the first page, the first word, look. I read that, it was like, this is it, look. I mean, it was the, the greatest thing I read, War and Peace and Dostoevsky, this is the best thing I ever read. Look, it said it all. I could have just turned that, didn't have to read anything else. Look, look, look. So much goodness, so much goodness in ourselves, so much goodness in others, so much goodness in the world. So we stop, we look, we see, and we come to know, come to know the truth. We come to know the heart. The truth is already in your heart. So let's just close our eyes for a minute and have a closing reflection.
So just coming into the breath. Let the breath be easeful. Coming into the body, let the body be at ease. And coming into the heart, into the heart center. And let's take some time to recognize our good qualities, the effort that we've made today. We've come here on a Sunday. We've committed ourselves this day to do this practice. This is an extraordinary demonstration of our goodness. So can we just let that understanding be there for a moment? Can we feel in the body that gratitude that arises when we recognize our goodness? Can we be in the heart and see if we can touch into that quality of appreciation, joy, recognizing our determination. And effort and determination are two of the ten skillful qualities that the teachings of the Buddha speak to. Very important qualities that are manifestations of our goodness. And determination is that quality that we have of seeing things through. Some of us have been meditating for a while. You know, we've been practicing, we've been seeing things through. Some of us just a while for a while, but we are staying with it. Today we came here and we stayed with it. We stayed through each of the meditations. This quality of determination is a really important element of our goodness. Recognizing all the effort and determination that we've shown throughout the years to train the heart. And taking a moment to reflect on the blessing that it's been today to be able to practice the Dharma with the others who are sitting here right now. Recognizing the blessing that it is to know these wise beings, to have these beings in our lives as fellow practitioners, fellow Dharma students, recognizing the blessing of our fellow Dharma students, beings without whom we really couldn't do what we need to do to develop our goodness and train the heart. You might want to think about others in your life who have enabled you to be here today. Maybe family members or friends. Recognizing the blessing of these beings. We 
can just take a moment to reflect on the blessing of the Dharma, these teachings that give us a way to change, to change our karma, to change our way of thinking, to find happiness in this life. This is something we can do. This is something, as the Buddha said, all of us can do. That we have this path to follow is such a blessing. We have the ability to follow it. Recognizing the quality of the Dharma inside that's in the heart within each of us. Within each of us we have this goodness. The blessing of life that we've had this day to be alive. Can we just sit for a moment with that truth and recognize the blessing of this day and this life? And take joy in it. So may each of us be happy of heart. May each of us be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May each of us be healthy in body and mind. May each of us live with ease. May all beings be happy of heart. May all beings be safe and protected from inner and outer harm. May all beings be healthy and strong in body and mind. And may all beings live with ease. you guys so much. This was really a joy. It really was to be able to practice with you guys today. I really, 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 really appreciate you know, just your wholeheartedness, you know, and just your kind-hearted attention has just been fantastic. So uh, it's been really great. Thank you guys for coming. Be well. <laughs> Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.